Hello again, everyone. Happy New Year. Welcome to the Hardy Realty Show on Rome Business Radio. We broadcast from the Hardy Realty Studios, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. I am Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio, and we are joined today. Our Hardy Realty representative is Lori Davidson. Hello, Lori. How are you? I am doing well, thanks. How'd you get roped into this? Well, <laughs> you know, I was booked a while ago, but... Um, under a little bit of pressure. So I'll try to remain calm. <laughs> and, and, and our guest is Carrie Edge, the executive director of Elevation House. Hi, Carrie. How are you? I'm great, Roger. Thank you for having me again. So, so yeah, I was going to say, you've been on the show yes. before. And, and I'm you, a sub. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, y'all both pinch hitting today? Yeah, we are. Yes. Absolutely. We've been called up. <laughs> That, yeah, so follow my sports analogies because I will use plenty of them inadvertently. Um, and but you also, Carrie, you have your own podcast because you, you are all about, you know, you're leaning into that microphone. You you're ready to go. <laughs> she looks like a professional. <laughs> Thank you. My husband makes me be a professional. <laughs> um, so before we talk about Elevation House and maybe and maybe. Uh, let Lori sing the praises of Hardy Realty. I sing the praises of Hardy Realty because we use this show, uh, their platform, to celebrate the good things going on in our community and people who do great work to serve the community. Which is why, um, Carrie, you are here representing Elevation House. We don't, we don't, you know, we're not here to buy and sell houses, um, which is great. Although we will, let, uh, Lori, we will let you uh, mention your contact information later. So if people do want to buy or sell a house, <laughs> they, they can reach Shameless out. Shameless plug. That's great. <laughs> Unexpected, Roger. But thank you. <laughs> Because if you want to buy or sell a house in this town, it's Hardy Realty. Um, so, uh, Carrie, just if you could, I know you've been on the show before, but for those who maybe haven't, Elevation House, give us the give us the lay of the land. What's that about? Well, the broad overview is um, our mission is to end economic and social isolation for adults that live with serious mental illness in Northwest Georgia. Uh, we are one of two clubhouse modeled programs in the state of Georgia and one of over 300 across the world. So our model has been used for nearly 75 years to literally transform the lives of individuals living with mental illness and help them um, pursue their dreams. Uh, life after diagnosis sometimes can be very difficult. So we help them um, go back to work, um, build confidence, um, find homes and, and uh, safe, dignified, affordable housing. So anything that it is that they need, we walk alongside of them and help them pursue that. Now, when, when the phrase mental illness gets mm-hmm. gets mentioned, there's there has been a stigma. Is there still one? There is definitely still stigma. Okay. And, and so how do, how do you navigate that? Like, podcasts like these is just continuing to talk about it, to have our members share their stories and be very transparent about what they've experienced. The only way we can proceed forward in the future is to understand historically where we've been in the past. Um, As a mother of a, a, well, he's a young adult now. I still call him a child. He's still my kid. Um, He lives um, on this autism spectrum, but he also has been diagnosed with bipolar and generalized anxiety disorder. I understand what it's like to see him try to live out the life that he has. So not only do I work with people, I I live with an individual who lives with a serious mental illness. So is that how you got involved and connected? 
Um, I actually got involved and connected um, in my work. I'm a jack of all trades, a master of none. Um, I was a sheriff uh, deputy. I was a sergeant at the Floyd County Sheriff's Office, and I worked in our professional development and training division. And one of my assignments was to work with uh, the National Alliance of Mental Illness um, to see how we might, as an organization, better facilitate the needs of our individuals who are incarcerated that live with mental illness as in our country, it's become an epidemic that prisons and jails are the new institutions for those living with mental illness. And, you know, it obviously touched my heart before I actually started working there before my, my son's diagnoses. But my mom had been hospitalized for depression a couple of times. But I don't think I ever had a, a realization of the impact of mental health until I really started working in jails and seeing what it looks like when it's not properly treated. Those are, that's not the right place for people to be. Um, and as a mom with a child who lives with a mental illness, just imagining him being in that place, plus having a developmental disability um, with autism, I can't even imagine what that would look like. Okay, I've got I've got like a hundred questions. Here. I'll try. To, I'll try <laughs> I see to, them I'll, rolling I'll, around I'll, in your mind. I'll try, I'll try to try to uh, figure out the proper order. Um, mental health and mental illness. It's interesting. I'm a sports fan. So mental health has been mentioned a lot the last couple of years. It's kind of like Simone Biles at the Olympics yes. where she she begged out of some competition because her mind wasn't in the right place. Is there a difference between mental health and mental illness? And when we say mental illness, this is another question coming at you. It's like an all-encompassing term because you mentioned depression. You mentioned bipolar. You mentioned autism. Mm-hmm. Is there a is mental illness kind of this catch-all phrase? And is there a difference between mental illness and mental health? And, and so wow. I'm sort, sort of overwhelmed you. I just gave you a lot there. <laughs> so Yeah. So, um, you know, there are a couple of terms that you kind of hear thrown around. Um, there's mental wellness, and that's something that all of us have. There's mental illness when we have a diagnosis. And when I say serious mental illness, those are the adults that we serve. Those are diagnoses that impact someone's ability to experience Uh, some normalcy in everyday living. They need supports um, that include medical mental health, uh, which is medications at times, um, counseling support groups, and then in addition to that, daily supports um, for, for life, which Elevation House provides. We are like a recovery center, if you will. So you do hear those three kind of things kind of thrown around. We all have mental health. And we all have mental wellness. Even people who live with mental illness as a diagnosis both have mental wellness and mental mental health. Okay. I think it's I understand. Complicated. <laughs> um, well, w- w- Lori, we were chatting before the show. Uh, you and Carrie just met. Yes. Right? Yes. But, but we have, you have one thing in common. Five children mm-hmm. each. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So – that's a conversation all in itself. Right. I, Hashtag super moms. Uh, exactly. But but so uh, we the Hardy Realty Show, as we mentioned, on a monthly basis when we do it, we invite guests in to celebrate the good, positive things going on in our community. And you mentioned you were kind of a, a sub. And Laura, you're kind of a sub as well. Absolutely. <laughs> so, because you, your connection is with a different uh, organization, right? So you really didn't know anything about Carrie and Elevation House. so you- <laughs> Right. Um, I had heard because Hardy Realty has helped um, a little bit, I think just beginning. Yes. Um, Roseanne Collins is one of my colleagues at Hardy Realty and she's involved, I know, with your organization. Yes. So um, anyway, we, we, um, we, we love 
being involved in the community. We do a lot in the community, a lot of organizations. I think Jimmy Byers is, that's his thing and spearheads a great amount. And I'm just glad to be a part of it. And co-hosting the show this month. Well, <laughs> yes. Go ahead, co-host. So maybe, hashtag maybe. super mom. Hashtag co-host. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, yeah. The five kids thing. What, I mean, what possesses y'all to have five kids? What's <laughs> well, I'm Catholic, so I grew up Catholic. Okay, so that's <laughs> There's what, another common thread. That's what got it rolling. When you sit in church and you see all these women with all these kids, and I just thought I can do that. That looks. In the book of Genesis, it said for us to be fruitful and multiply. And I just took it seriously. Right. Now, to be honest, I never made a decision. That was that was it. Decide, people. Like, right. failing to plan is planning to fail, even right. though none of my children are failing. I'm, I'm thoroughly blessed. And we've started over. Mine are old enough to have their own. So I'm also a grandmother of two. So... Yeah. Look, he's, Roger's looking at me like, well, oh. Well, I don't, the former deputy sheriff thing has always thrown me, but I remember that from your your previous visit here. Well, yeah. and uh, I thought, that's great. She could win that um, cocktail party game of what the least known fact about me, because <laughs> nobody would ever believe that you were a sheriff's deputy. I know. I traded in my Glock for a pair of cute earrings. Right. She know. looks like a supermodel, y'all. I'm just saying. Well, thank you. Yes. I would never believe it. Well, I can't believe... Uh, I can't believe we're you, having this conversation. Well, well I, can't, I can't believe both of you have five kids looking at you. You don't look like... I mean, I am. I don't have any children, uh, but I am one of five. Um, but we, as we were chatting before the show, I'm the only boy, so uh, I kind of got picked on and or... Babied, babied and bossed. <laughs> Yeah, spoil, hey, boss baby. <laughs> Listen, my um, girls, my girls like to say to um, to me, "Mommy, would you do something with him? He's a brat." Because our baby is our baby just turned fourteen, and so my I've baby often, is fourteen. You, you were probably called a brat, lots, yeah, Roger. Probably. No comment. Mm. He may be still is being right. called a brat. We need to get his mom on here. More bratty to the. Um, boyfriends of my older sisters oh. I, we're really we're really digressing here <laughs> but like when they'd come over and i would i would for a dollar i'll go away type oh. thing oh you want to you want to hang out an entrepreneur <laughs> you, you want to hang out with my sister by yourself in the den nice. <laughs> i'm gonna be right here let you give me a buck and i'll go away uh, so we're, we're really digressing. speaking of a buck i'm gonna reel us in i i do want to take the moment this moment to thank hardy realty so elevation house has been open for three years in june um, so I'm just celebrating my three years. Actually, I believe today I've been with Elevation House for three years. And, and Congratulations. Since our, thank you. Since our inception, um, the great people at Hardy Realty have invested as sponsors in all of our special events. And we really appreciate that. And in addition, you know, just reaching out and say, what's the low-hanging fruit? How can we meet a current need? And providing some things for our pantry um, and whatnot. It, it's extremely helpful. And we're just greatly appreciative, not only of the investment financially, but to me, what's bigger is for them to invest in the cause and the the belief you put behind a mission when you do make a financial investment. And for Elevation House being this, um, it's a unique resource in the state of Georgia. Um, It's not unique to every state. Some states have very... uh, quite a few clubhouses, but it's, it's kind of new to us. And and many times it's hard for people to wrap their mind around. What do you mean when you say mental health recovery? Just like Roger, when you ask, what's the difference between mental wellness and mental health and all of those sorts of things. So we're appreciative of uh, organizations like Hardy who back our mission and say, we believe in what you do. 
Well, Laura, you touched on Hardy's involvement, but just as a, I mean, everybody in Rome, Floyd County knows of Hardy Realty because you guys are like everywhere with marketing and selling of houses. But if you could expand, please, a little bit on the thought of, yeah, sure, Jimmy's behind it, but as working for an organization that wants to do more in the community and you guys are very involved. Could you just talk about working for an organization like that? Um, yes, I can. And and like I said, it's a huge blessing that I that I fell upon Hardy Realty several years ago. Um, I think that the word that comes to mind is we're a family. So I think as families often operate or should operate, you know, you you serve, you serve first. And I think um, that m- most of us feel that way. If you're serving, um, then, you know, your you're, you're good things will come to you. Good things will come to the company. And that's just kind of the order we like to keep things in. So it's wonderful. I mean, you know, being a, a busy mom and a busy realtor, um, you know, I don't – I'm not able to seek out opportunities to volunteer all the time. But when um, we have somebody at the office, Christina Stewart, that spearheads it, mm-hmm. and um, she's a mother of one and an empty nester, and she's just got a heart of gold. So she took it over, and she gives us those opportunities to volunteer constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I have two um, things next week. I'll be at the community kitchen um, with a bunch of others. And then um, the YMCA does the food um, pantry mm-hmm. that um, I'll be at that same afternoon. So we're just given lots of opportunities to to get in the community and meet people. I've met people I never, ever would have come in contact with before. Mm-hmm. So it is so important to Hardy and Jimmy and so so critical to your thinking and your corporate identity that it's internal. Yeah, these things are discussed in house, and and you know you're giving the opportunity. You have volunteer opportunities that are kind of brought up internally at the at the business. Absolutely, absolutely. That's wow, exactly. It that's that's a that's a very unique thing. I want to touch on something you said, Carrie, earlier. Well, first of all, you talked about their sponsorship of special events. What are some of the special events that you guys do? So our our main special event, and this has kind of been the thing, you know, your first year, you just kind of get your feet wet, trying to figure out what you're going to do. But for the last two years, we've done a a virtual auction and gala. It's a gala to go when you you actually pick up your food and you take it home and you get to watch the live auction uh, with Lou Dempsey, um, who's volunteered his time the last two years. You get to watch it from your house and partake in great food. And they have sponsored that for the last two years that we've offered it. It's called Beautiful Minds. It's um, typically in the late spring, right before uh, the summer. So we haven't quite set a date. It's usually April or May. And then our first year, we did an Elevate Lives um, concert with Josh Wilson. And, um, you know, Hardy quickly stepped up, you know, because of Roseanne and her connection to our cause and supported us in our very first event. So um, we haven't done a concert since then, but we, we the auction and the virtual gala, they really people really love it. It's great because you don't have to get all dressed up. You can if you want to. We have some people send us pictures and they do get dressed up, get their sparkles end, on. They get their sparkles on, but they have their slippers on. So their feet are comfy. Right. You know what I mean. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, is it virtual because of the pandemic or? always virtual so (laughs) it was virtual because of the pandemic from what i understand we were the first nonprofit organization i'm a little bit of a risk taker that might have had something to do with me carrying a glock around for a while um 
to go virtual with an event. And we just said, I, you know, my husband and I have been using Zoom as YouTubers and podcasters, and I, I felt comfortable enough with the tool. I said, let's do it. And uh, my board trusted me, um, fortunately, and it really worked for us. And we got a lot of great feedback. Um, the first year, Ideal Meals did the food. And so you went and picked up the meal. You just warmed it up. Um, and we're able to just, like I said, sit down and make bids in the chat feature. And then we also had a silent auction that the first year we did it on a Facebook platform. Uh, the sec- second year we used 32 auctions. And so we've been able to just kind of learn as we grow. And it's been a great event. And I think we'll probably continue to do it virtually just because people, they've enjoyed it. It's like a non-event event, you know? Right. Well, well right. So, so many people are, we're, we're adjusting to the pandemic where things, we've now understood virtual works. Yes. So there'll be hybrid moving forward. There'll be an in-person and a virtual yes. option on things. And I, if there is a blessing, for lack of a better word, we, we've navigated so well that now we might have discovered things. Like I, I remember we've had people who do restaurants on the show that did not have a drive-thru. Mm-hmm. They created a drive-thru because of the pandemic and their drive-thru did gangbusters. They're keeping the drive-thru. Yes. <laughs> right, right. Our hearty realty meetings for a long time were just Zoom. Right. And now we will always keep both. Mm-hmm. And our attendance is better. You know, if you can gather a few more people, um, you know, by being virtual, it's, it's very, it's, it's, it's worked well for us. Well, and that's, bit, go ahead. That's the same thing that we've discovered with nonprofit services. So we are human services, direct service to individuals. Our numbers for attendance more than doubled when we did a hybrid. So COVID forced us to look at services different. So if our goal is to end isolation, if I can be in your home on your device on a day where you are so afraid, like literally your anxiety has you in a place that you just can't leave. You're just gripped with fear. You can see a familiar face and, and, and connect that way and still receive services from Elevation House. So we have continued our hybrid services since COVID hit. And I don't see that that's going away for us. And that's kind of across the country. That's what clubhouses are seeing it. We call it our virtual clubhouse program. And uh, we are actually right now just in virtual mode since COVID has spiked uh, to protect our health of our members. Um, but I think we will continue to use it. It it has brought a lot of learning. It's brought a lot of heartache as well. But, sure. yeah. you know, I always tell my children and people that I counsel with, eat the chicken, spit out the bones. So we're going <laughs> to. Nice. Like I'm going to use that. Please. You can today. <laughs> I've heard of a lot of country expressions. That's a, but I've never heard that one. I'm from the big city. I don't even know where that came from. How many, you, you, so how many, how many, People do you serve at Elevation House? So we have 70 members at the end of 2021. So you call them members? We do call them members okay. because they're fully invested. So Elevation House is intentionally understaffed so that members who attend Elevation House in person have meaningful work to do. They work in any and every area of the nonprofit from our marketing, which if you go on our social media, I'd say it's pretty good for a nonprofit from marketing, uh, digital arts to helping out with accounting, administrative, uh, donors services to donors, our donor database. There's nothing that's off limits. If a member wants to learn a skill, we walk alongside of them until they learn it and can do it on their own, or we continue to walk alongside of it as long as they volunteer and want to participate in it. So we take care of our facility. We cook two warm meals a day that are healthy. 
Um, we, we just do a myriad of things that mirror the normal work day. Um, we believe that it's in work or purpose, meaningful purpose, that people find wellness. Where is the facility? So our facility is at um, the KAB Center or the Kelsey Acock Burrell Center off of MLK. Uh, we share it with nine other organizations that are mostly fraternal or civil and uh, civic in nature. Um, for example, NAACP, 100 Black Men. So we're the only ones that are there pretty much on a daily basis in the facility. But we provide a service to them by you know keeping the building up. Um, we also provide services that to any organization, uh, for-profit or nonprofit that might have something that they wanted to outsource. Again, that's meaningful work. For example, right now we are doing all of the kindergarten books for Floyd County schools for the whole system. So we are folding all of them and stapling them so that the teachers don't have to do them at home. Uh. So, you know, we are fantastic. Take something off the teachers, right? (laughs) Yes. And so we we take that hearty realty stance. You know, um, the Bible mentions the word serve probably 800 times and lead only about six times. And so for people who live with mental illness, many times they have felt disconnected from society. And so we give them a meaningful place to plug in so that they can say, you know what, I folded every book that some kindergartner is going to read. One of our mentioned members mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I might be folding books that a future president of the United States is going to read. Oh, I love that. And I was like, wow. So it's that giving back. I'm curious, how do um, your members come to you? Yes. So, And are physicians involved? Do they come not medicated yet? Um, Some, you know, probably a bunch of ways, but Explain that to me. Yeah, a number of different ways. You're absolutely right. There are a lot of different avenues. Um, Some are referred directly by medical mental health services. So let me just clarify, we don't take the place of medical mental health. In fact, we know that that's a significant component of mental health recovery that is required of our members. So they have to be 100% invested in themselves. So they have to continue to um, see their physician and and follow out the regimen, whether it's medication and or counseling and other therapeutic resources that they're referred out to. So we help support that. We don't do the medical mental health. We just support them in the everyday living. So they come to us through other organizations like Community Kitchen may call and say, hey, I have an individual here who's eating lunch that really could need some support. So instead of them having to walk through our doors for the first time, I can go and walk through another door for the first time. Um, So it could be Salvation Army, Community Kitchen, Living Proof Recovery. It could be a church that has a member or a family. Um, Again, because there's stigma associated, sometimes people are afraid to reach out and sometimes they don't even know where to go. One of the things about mental health services is that they are few and far between. I've currently gone back to school so that I can be a part of that solution because we just don't have enough therapists, counselors, psychiatrists, um, psychologists. And so waiting lists can be months before someone can see medical mental health. So we help kind of hold them um, in the meantime and help connect them with these other resources that they need. So Long story short, we get referrals from everywhere. Sometimes they're self-referrals. One of our greatest successes was actually a self-referral who saw a social media post that was consistently, and still is, 838 
p.m. on Instagram and Facebook. It's called An Elevated Thought. It's just a positive quote for the day that we do a meditation in the morning about that members can go back and watch a video on a private page to encourage them. And he saw those consistently over and over again. He reached out to us, connected with us. About a month later, his mom unexpectedly passed away and we walked through him walked with him through that. He had not worked in more than a decade, had had 17 hip surgeries and was living with mental illness. He now works for Harbin Clinic oh. full time. Wow! And it was just the confidence like within a year, literally got his life back. He got his life back. Mm-hmm. He got the confidence. Um, he, I miss him so much because he was my right-hand administrative guy. <laughs> he was my Excel spreadsheet, which Excel's like my love language. Um, and he <laughs> helped us get, he was one of the first members to help us really get established with our systems and all of those sorts of things. And he took that and he took it to work in our community. And now he's making an investment in our community and he's telling other people who are struggling. He said every day. He talks to someone almost on staff who is struggling themselves with mental health or has a loved one who is. And that may not mean mental illness as diagnosed, but a mental health crisis or emergency. One in five individuals sometime within the next 365 days, one in five will experience a mental health crisis. Those are our neighbors, wow. our friends, you know, people we grew up with, maybe even our own children. And COVID has exacerbated those oh, statistics. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, you, you, in your, in your answer there, you touched on something I wanted to circle back around with earlier. You were talking about being a deputy sheriff and you, you went off on, um, we got so many people incarcerated now that actually should not be there. They're, they have had mental illness, but you kind of answered it. I was going to ask you, so what's the solution? Mm-hmm. So, because I can remember years ago, and this is this, I'm getting into this a societal thing and a polit- political thing that, that I don't really want mm-hmm. to, but um, so many people seem to fall through the cracks now where they used to be able to get mental health, but you're saying there's a shortage of being able to provide those things now. There is. So is that the solution? Yeah, there are not enough professionals in the mental health field. Um, one of the best things that our community could do is find ways to um, entice, <laughs> if you will, people who are in the medical mental health profession to come to our community and to support more grassroots and nonprofit organizations like the National Alliance of Mental Illness, um, which is run by Jim and Bonnie Moore and Elevation House and other organizations that provide mental health supports as well. Cause it really does take an entire community. This is somewhat, it impacts every facet of their life. Sure. Um, so we could do a better job of, of that. And even going, when you're talking about housing, you know, having housing options, what are those things that attract people into our community, especially professionals like psychiatrists, doctors, counselors, those sorts of things? What can we do to incentivize them coming here to Roman Floyd County? Um, we need more professionals and we just need more services in general. When I talk to someone and they tell me they've just gotten out of the hospital, Um, And typically they're in the hospital for one or two reasons. They're either homicidal or they're suicidal. That's typically why they've been in a a crisis stabilization unit. Now they've come back into the community trying to figure out, okay, how do I keep from getting back there? Where do I go? What's my purpose? Right. Mm -hmm. And so we help to guide them through that. But the things that they're accustomed to are the medical mental health. Those are the things we're more familiar with. Like, you know, um, 
contemporary, not contemporary, but standard traditional counseling services, one-on-one groups, those sorts of things. But when the wait for those things are months, ah, there we go. or if you need to have a medication adjustment, which you've just come out of the hospital and you know, even if you've been sick from a physical standpoint, sometimes your medications need to be adjusted. But if you can't see someone for three, four months, that's, that's an issue. That's really an issue. And so there begins to be this cycle of hospitalizations, which, by the way, um, SAMHSA did an evaluation of the clubhouse model, and we are considered the most effective form of mental health recovery that stops that cycle of rehospitalization. And in fact, um, not this year, but the previous year, we had zero rehospitalizations, oh, okay. zero and zero incarcerations. Now, since COVID, We have seen hospitalizations increase, but people have had a safe place to land. And many of those rehospitalizations had been or were because of addictive disorders, um, which are mental illnesses, but they were because of substance misuse. So people trying to use coping mechanisms Mm -hmm. to deal with, like we were talking about self-medicating. Yeah, Mm -hmm. before the podcast, just dealing with times that are unprecedented. You know, how do we all deal with it? Um, you know, you see things in articles in the newspaper about people who are drinking more alcohol just to cope. It's impacting everyone. So we are going to see a big, a greater demand for a field that is currently under professionalized. We don't have enough people, um, in the career or in the profession of medical mental health. Yeah. It's, um, when you touched on that earlier, I'm glad you expanded on that. Um, cause that's interesting to know. And I loved the success story. The, uh, the gentleman that I, I'm sorry, you lost your Excel spreadsheet person. I know. <laughs> me too. I'm very sorry. <laughs> he at least got me set up. So, but, but that's a great testament to the work you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. And, um, so anyway, uh, contact information, how can people get involved? How can people support social media, things like that? Absolutely. So the, the, the one-stop shopping is elevationhouse.org. You can find all of our social media at the top on the menu bar, but we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, LinkedIn. You can connect with us on, on all those ways. And if you just want to use old fashioned telephone, you can call and or text at 706-413-2323. And, um, Contact information for you, Lori, at Hardy Realty. Somebody wants to buy, sell a house. I think the cell phone is the <laughs> yes. is the um, is the devil, actually, but it, it works for realtors. So um, 706-766-7463 is my and, number. And, and Carrie, are you, do you guys need more financial support or volunteers? What what do you need most? Since our members do the meaningful work, um, you know, volunteers, we can use them to help support members um, in academic endeavors, especially, or just to come in and be an additional hand. But we, we need financial support. We can do what hospitals do for about $2,500 a day. We can do it for seven. So we provide a safe place for someone to come for $7 a day where they're supported and safe as opposed to a hospitalization that on average in our state costs $2,500 to hospitalize, hospitalize somebody for a mental illness. Wow. Well, fantastic. Um, any final thoughts? Good to go. We left anything out? Haven't we? I think we covered it all. The power of five, right? Five children, one of five. You guys are nodding, and I'm so. This is a podcast. I need you to. Oh, that's right. That's right. right. I'm a professional after today. (laughs) You put her on a podcast one time, and now she's like, I want to make sure I'm not invited back, Roger. No offense. (laughs) 
You know, some, <laughs> Michelle Reichard walks in here. She probably gets upset every time I mention her when she's not here. And she's so sheepish and doesn't want to, mm-hmm. you know, she just wants to sit there quietly. And all. She said, I speak when I'm spoken to. <laughs> and I'm like, no, jump in. Jump <laughs> in. So, you know, Lori, you'll be invited back. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> we need to have like a superhero moms uh, podcast show or something. You I know, like it. Moms I of like five. It. Who or... knows what this could be? have started I, you just started something maybe thanks roger <laughs> thank y'all very much thank you thank, thank you for you. the great work you do in the community we always thank hardy realty you've been listening to the hardy realty show as we broadcast from the hardy realty studios i'm roger manis with Rome business radio thank you so much for listening